Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Knowledge Under the Influence. I'm your host, Martez. Find me on Instagram at Martez underscore for show. That's F-A-S-H-O. Man, today I got a special guest. I got Miss Regina in the building from House of Pure VN. How you doing, Regina? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. So, where'd you grow up originally? Where are you from? I'm from Southfield. Okay. I'm a Southfield kid. Okay. What school you go to? High school? Southfield High. Southfield. You go to college? Yes, I did. What college? Clark Atlanta University. Ooh, CAU. Clark. What did you study while you were there? Marketing. Marketing. Okay, cool, cool. When you was growing up, like, what did you aspire to be? An entrepreneur. You wanted to be an entrepreneur? I wanted to be an entrepreneur. As a little kid, you just knew? Just knew. Not like a doctor, nurse? Nope, what? I always knew I wanted to be in business for myself. What? That's And then you, you got in the market, that's crazy. So you got a lot going on right now. Like, what are you most excited about in your life? I think, you know, you have to find balance. Like, I have a daughter, mm-hmm. and she's just graduated from high school, so she's about to go away to school. Okay. So, I think I'm excited about that. Like, this is a new chapter for both of us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that, that's exciting, too, because then, like, now you have more time to, like, focus on other things. Like, at the same time, like, trying to purge some college. Money. But, yeah. <laughs> but trying to, like, really focus on, you know, doing your own thing, because it's like, I know raising a kid can't be easy. I mean, I wouldn't know. But anyway, um... What like what influenced you to even like start you know, you know start uh, House of Pure Vian? Like were you selling wine before? Or how yeah, did you get- I've been in a business. I've been in a business for over twenty years. Okay. Um, I started with a company at the time called Shefflin and Somerset. Okay. So they were in charge of Moet, Hennessy, Grand Maillet, Tangeray, Johnny Walker, Doors, mm-hmm. um, Grand Maillet. Those all those brands was housed underneath one account. Yeah. And then they then they split. So you might see it as Moet, Hennessy, and D.I.G.O. Right, but yeah. when I got started in the business, they were all under one house. Okay. So I did that. And then from there, I um, was the agency of record from Remy Martin. Okay. And then I had owned a tequila company. And that didn't work. Okay. And after that, I kind of sat down, raised my daughter, and then I started the House of Pure Vin brand. What kind of tequila? It was it was actually 12 different tequilas. So it was Silver, Neo, Reposito, and then I had another brand. That was a lower brand. And that was your company. That was my company. It's a booming business. Uh, the liquor industry, the the spirits, wine, beverage, that's just a booming business. It is. Um, I'm sure it's a headache, but uh, it's crazy. Like, did you have anybody, like, before you that, you know, pushed you into, like, doing from, like, I know you said marketing you in school when you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but did you have anybody that was already in this this industry that was like, you know, you should you should hop in and see if you like nope, it? Nope, it was actually, um, like, I think most people, I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I wanted to go work for a record company. Mm-hmm. That opportunity didn't happen. Um, I had somebody that I was really close with was telling me that they was looking for somebody to work for Moet yeah. in this marketplace. And I got the job off the spot. So being in the spirits and wine industry, it is like being in the entertainment industry. You right, got to drink. Yeah. So this is kind of was my avenue to it. I did do a short run. I worked for Russell Simmons for a minute on his television show, uh-huh. but I realized that wasn't for me. Yeah. The spirits and wine industry was still a little bit more corporate yeah. than the entertainment properties. So it fit more of my personality. Yeah. I was looking on the Instagram and I seen, um, how long has a house of Premium been open? It's been almost four years. Four years. Looking back at like your entire journey, like I know you said you did the, the whole tequila thing, like, but looking back at your journey, did you, foresee it to be like open for like this long um i did you never go into it without 
thinking that it's gonna be in it forever. So like mm-hmm. I build brands. Right, I wanted yeah. to build a house of pure Vin brand. So everything that I did was for the longevity of it. Right. Um with anything you do, it's always, you know, do you do you meet your own expectations? Right. And I never meet my own expectations. So right. It, and that, that's a good thing, though, like, because as long as you never meet those expectations, you always climbing and trying to. Right. Like, I mean, be you better. definitely at some point want to get there. Right. But I always can look into this business and see that it's a different route that we need to go. Right. Yeah. So long as you able to expand your horizon and grow mm-hmm. and understand the different avenues of your business, you will be able to excel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's interesting. I went to school for hotel restaurant management, and I took a couple of beverage classes. I went to Italy, studied different, you know, wines and stuff, and it's like it's insane. Like one, what's interesting to me is how, um, like, vineyards are like generation down, down, mm-hmm. down. So that's like crazy. Like that's just crazy to me. Like there's not many of them now just popping up. They're established, and either they're there or they're not, because it takes years, you know, with the aging and everything. So I mean, I just think that's interesting. I think this is an interesting thing to be in. Like I think wine is so unique, right? And it's not like just like you said, you know, tequila or, you know, Martell, it's, it's, it's more to wine. It's more sociable, too. It's a conversation starter. You're not sitting here trying to get, like, turned up on wine. No, you can't. I mean, you can't. You can, but you, it's like, it's just so much to it. Like, even right down to how you drink it. Yeah. You know, you might drink something that won't even go well with what you're eating or what you're doing. So, right, yeah. it's just, everything about it is kind of complex. Uh-huh. So I think that's what make it interesting. Yeah, my first time, like I, I, I wasn't a wine drinker, and then um, my first time I had like the Carlos Rossi, the little growler, and I was like, man, you can't get drunk off wine. You know how much wine I'm have to drink, and when I tell you, I could not stop throwing. I, because I was like, you can't get drunk off wine. It's not like I'm trying to be macho. I'm 25, 26. I had only been drinking for three years. Right. So for me, it's like, yeah, I'm not gonna get drunk. Yeah, no. No, you can't get drunk off, and that just really tell you too, like. How, how little alcohol consumption you really need in order right. to get tipsy. So when you out here drinking gin or drinking vodka, like really one glass can really put you away. Right, yeah. So that was. So it really lets you know when you drink wine, when you start feeling that little tips. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, like how much consumption do I really need to really be lit? Right, yeah. So it has you like really thinking. Most of the time, like if I drink wine, I, it, I drink and it just put me in that sleepy mode. Like, mm-hmm. cause you, I mean, you relax. Yeah, you're not trying to get like, you know. Absolutely. Um, so I like, like just walking in. I mean, I like the atmosphere. I like, I mean, I was greeted everybody just looking and smiling so i like that that was cool like to walk in and get that type of attention um and, and it was from you you like i'm like oh hey like it was just cool then hey I, then, then i walked into the back and then uh it was a brother out there i don't know his name mm-hmm. um and he walked up to me like what you need and then another lady came like can i help you and i'm like okay like it, that's just a great vibe so obviously customer service is not where you guys lack at um are you a, a sommelier no, I'm not. You're not. Okay. I'm an owner. Have you thought about doing it? I, you know what? Um, yes, I have thought about taking the classes. Uh-huh. I'm very knowledgeable in wine. Right, yeah. Um, you know, people like sometimes that signature stamp on your name. Right, yeah. And to be honest with you, we have three sommeliers that work into the store. So mm-hmm. sometimes they have to be dependent on one. Yeah. It's kind of something that you don't necessarily feel like you want your business model to be on. Right. But I think I'm going to do it just because I think I need to for myself. So, you know, I pick a lot of the wines with my psalms. Mm -hmm. And just to be able to have that 
certification i think that would be great for your business i think i think it's cool too because i mean for me i know I, I know and understand the process i mean it's not that many in the world like it's not something that you just go through and anybody can do it like it's it's, it's a long process it's a long process so i mean for for me or you know being black like it will be great to because i've ne- i've never met one a black star i'm sorry i mean right. me neither um, yeah no i take that back it's one across the street at the hotel yeah so i'll be i mean i've never met one so i mean that's i think that'd be pretty cool then to add value to to you and what you're doing and it add that much more value. People like, okay, she's an entrepreneur, business owner. You know, now she's a sign. I'm like, okay, and she's black. So I think that will really add value with that process. Val- validity. Easy. Yeah, it's not easy at all. Um, so I think that'd be cool. What's your like? Uh, how many people do you have on staff here? I think we're like, I don't know anymore, but I think we might be at 10, 10 yeah. or eleven. Okay. And then we have about five consultants that work with us. So I'm gonna say probably about fifteen. Okay. I mean, I know I've seen the one guy out there. Um, um, he was black. Do you got a lot of black staffers like mixed? Or it's mixed. Mixed. Um, you know, it's no secret that we are, um, you know, people consider us like the black wine store if that's what they want to consider us. But right. we just want great people. Right, you know, yeah. we don't care what color you are. We right. don't care what your gender. Yeah. We just want great people. Yeah. So if you, you can deal with me and, uh-huh. and have, you know, can deal with the vibe here. Come on. I just think it's interesting because, like I said, you know, it's not when, when I see anybody that's educated, it's amazing. But like to see like, you know, like I said, a black sign, that that's not something that you see every day. So to see that or see, a, a you know, a, a black owned establishment with black people. I mean, that's good. I mean, but you, you still got to be diverse. You want to be diverse because, like I said, it's about, you know, just the person comes down to the well, person. Well, we don't hire because of diversity. So that's not it. We try to oh. hire the best possible person. Okay. So if you black, brown, yellow, green, we don't care. Okay. You know, I think... um that's what's important, yeah. you know. When you when you hire the best possible person and then people who want to be able to connect and be glued yeah. and they can fit into your organization, then that's fine. Yeah. I think that's a little different. So I don't care. I mean, yeah. I've been once it's been a couple times, a couple of staff rotations that it was, you know, only a couple black people, and then yeah. a couple staff rotations where it was only one white person. So, yeah. you know, we have times where the rotations, you know, varies. But yeah. we try to just hire the best possible people. Yeah. Do you have like a, a, a favorite wine here or do you get? Uh, I like them all. Really? Yeah. I'm a red wine drinker, okay. but I do like whites. I do like champagne. So I think I have some that I prefer others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I'm a sucker for like a French mall back versus an Argentina bar back. Yeah. I do like one of my favorite Zinfandels is the Brown Estates. I love Bordeaux. Okay. Um, I love Big Cab, so I like Alpha Omega. So okay. it's just, you know, sparkling wines, Brut Rosés. I probably love the McBride sisters. So I, I'm all over the place. Do you have like a, I mean, because it's crazy to me. Like, when, like I said, when I went to Italy, it was just like interesting. I love it. I love Italian wines. Yeah. When I, I like Brunellos, Amarones. Yeah. I, my, and it's crazy because I, I was 20. I was 21. I was 21. I went again when I was 22. But being over there and, and being on this, 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 you know, been in the wine country, just being all around, and I didn't drink. It was just crazy, and they're like, "Yeah, here's a little sip." And I mean, they'll put a little bit. And I'm like, "No, I wasn't drinking. I didn't have my first drinks. So I was 23." Yeah. So you telling me I'm going abroad and I'm getting all this knowledge, which is cool, but it's like I'm being exposed to all this, and I didn't even, I didn't even touch it. I didn't even drink. So it's like I kind of, I would say, missed out. Um, no, you didn't miss out because you can go back now. You know what to look for. Right. Yeah. So it, it, I mean, but it was great, and it's like going have you been to italy before i haven't been to italy okay but we are going next year so one of the things we do in the store is that we do trips we do wine trips what? so we actually in october are going to france so we're going to cognac champagne bordeaux and paris yeah so we oh. do trips and we you know we go on to italy next year we're going to spain next year 
So we do. We've been a Napa. You do. Oh, Napa's nice. You you do trips like with the staff or like you like you'll have people like can a, book and travel oh, with okay. us. So we have trips and you can actually book and travel with us. We okay. call it our pure vent excursion. That's sweet. That's good to get the community involved. Too. Right, absolutely. Like I, I because you have these winemakers come in and then they get all this vision mm-hmm. and they want to see what it's like. So mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. I think that that's real interesting. It was crazy because I seen like um, I seen you guys have been open for going on or four years now or going on four years. Um, and what's interesting to me is I like that you host a lot of events here. Right. So like tomorrow we doing wine and conversation. Yeah. Why, why is that important to do or why do you do that? Well, we do events for a couple of things. I think we do it for, um, of course, education. Right, yeah. We do events for um, learning. Yeah. Um, when I say learning and, and experience, meaning that like dinners, brunches. Yeah. And we also do things just to talk about social issues. Right. Like wine and conversations about entertainment economics. So mm-hmm. we bring in different... Um, entertainment executives or people who have made a splash in the entertainment industry throughout mm-hmm. the country yeah. and talk about Detroit and how can we capitalize off our name right now. Yeah. So this one is a little different because we're doing some homegrown. Okay. Um, I'm bringing in Wendell White. Wendell was part of the movement. Um, he had a lot of producers and songwriters mm-hmm. from Detroit that made it big in the industry. Um, grew up in the 80s here and actually like hit it big in Atlanta with Kenny Burns, a yeah, yeah. couple other people. Then I'm um, Will, Willingham. He wanted to found the members of Detroit versus everybody. So mm-hmm. we exactly gonna talk about Detroit versus everybody and his new collection of plug and how he gets the plug and how he got the plug and how he was able to stay here and be so connected. Yeah. I mean, and just talking about that, it's like when you say stay here, like it to me, um, to be African-American woman in a prime location with, with the, that much credit like how how like how do you feel like you right here in the heart of downtown like it's a grind so i guess sometimes where people think how i should feel versus where i'm at right it's probably two different feelings right. because we in it like it's like we in it to sustain right yeah so it's not like we on gravy street mm-hmm. like we fight every day to kind of you know make it happen so yeah. we not we far from there right yeah um but you know, I think the cool thing is, is that we got the community behind us. There's a difference when you have your community behind you locally and culturally. So okay. it's like the African-Americans are behind me. The downtown community is behind right, yeah. me. Um, you know, the Rock Pictures family is behind me. So when you got all the people that you need to ha- happen to behind you in order to yeah. be successful, it make you feel good. But a lot yeah. of it just has to do is that we humble and we in this. Right. You know, like we don't care who you are. You walk through that door, it's no no stereotyping. Like, yeah. hi, how you doing? How can we help you? Like, yeah. we not, you know, everybody's a king and queen when they walk through our yeah. store. As we don't care be. what race you are. Yeah. You know, regardless of how people are profiling downtown, clearly that's not us. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's cool. I Like I said, I think it's cool because it's like, for me, being a young entrepreneur coming up, and it's like, okay, you see, even though, it, and entrepreneurship to me is crazy because a lot of people, once they see somebody that, quote, unquote, made it, they don't see the grind. They don't see what you had to go through, the in-between work you try to put in to get to where you at. Absolutely. It's not an overnight success. And a lot of people, you know, they want to jump into entrepreneurship with this notion that they can do it and everything's going to be okay. They can be able to do it overnight. No. It's no, hard. It it is it, it took some grind. Like you say, even now, like you even have that mentality, like we're not even we just scratching the surface, we're not even there yet. We we far from it. We still have a long way to go, but we do believe that we on the upside of this versus the downside. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh I was reading um I was on what the what page is that Feminology HQ. Um and it they it was a quote, it was like when you build success around women 
and collaboration, not only do you reach your goals faster, but you build a community while doing it. What, what, like, what does that mean to you? I think it's the mother instinct. Uh-huh. You know, I think that men are sometimes is just they don't have emotion when it mm-hmm. comes to business. And I do think sometimes women can be over emotion. Right. But what you need to do is the emotion should not lead your decision making. Right. Yeah. So the thing is, is like, OK, I do have compassion for you being. Um, say, for instance, somebody was like, okay, you take an interview with somebody, oh, no, yeah, he a black man, he trying. That's right, that yeah. compassion. Yeah. Um, that's the emotion behind it. But, you know, I look at it like I might be your first few interviews and you're going to remember me, so when you blow up, oh, it's the exchange. Exactly. So I think we think like that. I don't think that sometimes with men, they don't put that much depth into yeah. the process. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I think in, you have to have compassion. You have to bring the human side to it everything is not always black and white yeah it is a lot of gray area in business mm-hmm. but what you try to do is make the best black and white decisions but you have to be able to acknowledge the gray yeah yeah i just thought that was an interesting quote you know and it, like i said build success around women and collaboration like i think that's huge like one like shine the light because the things are not like it used to be like women are taking over the game whether you black white Puerto, it but like, it's not really by choice i think that you know when people ask me how do i feel about that i'm like mm, you know it's, i remember when i became a single mother it mm-hmm. wasn't by design and i was right. like wow i have to set the world on fire now because i got this little girl right. but i don't think i would have had the same attitude or felt the need to do so in the same capacity if this situation was a little different really wow i mean we all want to sit at home and be able to be a to raise our family. Right, yeah. Um, I think we are put in situations where we have to, mm-hmm. socially, economically. And is it is it a man fault? No, you know, we, we can't, we already know that it's not our fault that so many black men are in jail. Right, yeah. We see that the system is not fair for them. So we've been put in situations where we have no reason but to thrive yeah. and, and be the breadwinners of our family. Yeah. But that's not something that we, we want to do. That's right, painful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. It take, it does. Your children, your children suffers. Yeah, I mean, and like you said, it's, it's a system not necessarily designed right. for you know. But it, my thing is this: and I was talking to one of my friends earlier today, and I mean, you always hear this, like you know, a lot of a lot of people have that like crap in the barrel. I want to be number one. I got to be on top. And just as you said, I really do appreciate you saying the fact that okay, cool, it's this 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 young African American man who trying da da da. Like in one day, you never know. Like just because you sitting over here and I'm interviewing, it could flip or you know you it is gonna me. flip right it so, has to flip yeah. because in order for our culture to make it that man has to leave right yeah. so i think that what we have to do as women is to enjoy our success mm-hmm. but encourage that man to surpass us yeah. and i think that where we can't get confused that the world is a much better place when they leave yeah um you know we can look at michelle and barack obama to understand what it looks like when people know they roles in a relationship right yeah yeah that's yeah i'm over here smiling like i like i'm about to win the award but no i mean i, I think that's good like that that you said that like i'm gonna get his i'm gonna give him a chance like i i, I don't know him but he out here trying i think if we take that that um mentality more as a people um i think we'll get that we much have more to head. we have to we can't we 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 cannot continue to judge a book by its cover right we can't continue to let circumstances define somebody's existence for the rest of their lives yeah and we have to understand that systematically is not fair yeah and that 
it's our job to pass out opportunity internally amongst right. our culture as much as possible. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, I seen that uh, I seen the House of has been uh, voted uh, three times in a row, three years in a row, um, the best wine shop in the city. How do you think you've been able to to keep that consistency? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I you know I, I know over the years you know the level of our standard has definitely has been challenged over the time, but I do think what we do is we try to treat everybody humanly and give right. everybody a great experience. Yeah. So I think as long as we keep um, being loyal to our consumer base, they'll be loyal to us. Yeah, yeah. Because I saw that I was like three years in a row. I mean, there there's other wine shops. I mean, I don't know. This is the only one that I know and I've been to. So, um, but yeah. we, we we are honored. Yeah. And we just keep trying. Like we put our head down every day and we think about how we can make it better. Yeah. And even right now, like we are probably in a midst of the biggest transition that we've had since we opened yeah. and we're taking everything that we're doing to the next level yeah and i think a lot of it has to do with it just listening to customers mm -hmm. about what more we can do so um you know like i tell people all the time when they vote us the best we're not the best for 2019 the mm -hmm. work that we did all of 2018 made us the best right yeah so we still got a lot of work to do for 2019 yeah. to what, become the best of 2020. So you said you got an upcoming transition. Like, what's that transition? I can't tell uh, you, but you will see. <laughs> but this, this episode not even going to be released for another month. Well, we all start doing tastings by demand. We in the process of filing for a liquor license, so we'll be able to turn this into a bar a little bit. Oh, that'd be sweet. Um, So that's basically it. We, we're going to do some things nationwide. That's we're definitely building e-commerce into our system, which we don't we do not do now. Oh, you know, no online at all? No online at all. That's so, why I couldn't. I was trying to find links, and I couldn't. We do. We Well, we're online. We're right, on the yeah, website, yeah. but, like, in terms of, like, buying something purchase, online yeah. and make a purchase and all of that, we're doing that now. Okay. That's cool. I know you're excited. And it, it's it, a lot of work. I so, can't even begin to tell you. It's like opening up a bit. So we have so many new revenue streams that it's, like, almost like opening up a business all, all over, over again. again. All over again. But that's the, that's the beauty about being an entrepreneur and, like, um, growing like if you if you weren't at this point in your 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 career in your business then I mean you wouldn't be able to grow like you'll stay stagnant then like somebody yeah, you can't do that like you have to be able to keep going yeah. like it's never a point where you are where you need to be right yeah as you said like you always feel right. like you never met your and bone. brick and mortar is just what it is so right now brick and mortar is just having a presence a lot of people want to see what's your activity online right yeah. so you know most majority of retail sales is driven e-commerce wise yeah so you know that's a market that we haven't even tapped yet yeah so people are like really excited about to see where that would take us so yeah we're here are there any like I mean, because what what I like about entrepreneurship and 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 it's like a huge movement towards like that's just the wave. Everybody wants to be their own boss, and that's that's great. But you you gotta you can't get to you know do, being in business for twenty plus years and forget or neglect the fact that somebody who just started in business can still add value to what you're doing. Absolutely. So is there any like upcoming young entrepreneurs that you kind of? got in a circle that you kind of, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mentor John Kynes third. I mentor Kenny Valentino. That's mm -hmm. on Radio Urban One. I mentor um, Cedric Andrews. I mentor Ernest Fortner. So I have like four African-American men that yeah. are around me that are all, all entrepreneurs that yeah. are like between the ages of 26 and 33. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, absolutely. Some of the stuff that I learned is learned from them. It's a fair exchange. You know, I I can open up the doors and open up the gateway for them. But I think at the same time, too, they teach you how to stay relevant. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So So it's a fair exchange. I think it's cool. I have seen um, I was on Instagram and I seen people didn't got proposed to in here in here all of that um, yeah all of it so I, it was just it was just something great to see it's not just it's more than just a wine shop like right. you're saying like you have to be you have to make that pivotal point where you are more than just a wine shop right because at that point you got to be able to grow so it, it be really, a part of the culture and the community yeah so i thought that was cool because then if it becomes like a it, you really feel like you can come here and like hang out and it's like really a social gathering it's not just oh somebody's trying to just sell you wine and right. i got Absolutely. that vibe and i pay attention to customer service i pay attention to like a lot of things so it was just crazy. Like it feels like a, a a real good vibe, a natural vibe. It's not like you're trying to. You no, absolutely. We we want we want you to come in here and feel like you can be yourself. I think wine as a category is already intimidating. Yeah. So it's like when you have something that is intimidating as wine, you know, people will order the wrong product just because they don't want to look like they don't know. Right. So you have to kind of break the monotony and build a relationship with that customer and let them know that you know they you can trust them and yeah. they can trust you. Yeah, and, and to me it's like a lot of times like a lot of, you, you don't necessarily have to to, to sell the wine all you have to do is educate me on it you don't have to sell it because right. it's gonna say i want some wine obviously. right you come in here you want some wine you, you want to know right so that that's the part you have to you have to just you know make me knowledgeable because i don't know about all these wines i don't know what to pair with this or that so you know that's that's the that's the beauty of it all so i, I didn't feel like i was being sold somebody just genuinely the staff wanted to just genuinely help so that like that's a good feeling so i, I whatever you're doing to keep them like engaged and get them involved like whatever you're doing just keep that up because that was a good feeling, and I didn't feel like they were trying to sell me one. They legit just wanted to help me. Absolutely. So that, I mean, that's 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 good. So being an entrepreneur, we all know, like I said, there's no um, easy road travel. You always gonna get knocked down. Like, were were there any um, bumps along the road that that set you back and you just wanted to give oh, up? Oh, all the time. You know, I think the thing, the biggest advice I get to entrepreneurs is that just be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah. You don't necessarily have to know exactly what the unexpected is. Yeah. You just need to be prepared for for it. Right. So the best way to prepare for it is do everything that you need to do correct, that you know you know how to do correct, just do it. Yeah. Don't waste on drag because it's something that's going to happen down the road that's going to cause you to pivot or mm-hmm. need you to be able to be on top of it. And you need to be able to make that transition quickly. Yeah. You know, you just need to be prepared for the unexpected because you don't know what it is. I mean, you don't have to be prepared for it. Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that's crazy. Like I said, people see that that they see that 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 gold and that glory, and they're like, oh, you know, she's here. She she has a wine shop. I can do it. And it's like, yeah, you can. But what did she go through to get there? So it's like, oh. yeah, exactly. Right. So um, I think that that transparency is important, especially being an entrepreneur and and seeing someone else do it. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna give you the real, the grit. I'm, I got knocked down a thousand times. Oh I'm, yeah, you get knocked down all the way. Yeah, you know, but. What, why were you able to keep going, like, even after getting knocked down? What, like, what motivated you to keep going and not give up? I just because, like I said, I think for me was it wasn't unexpected. Right, like, yeah. I know already just in my years of experience and being an entrepreneur, you just got to be prepared for the unexpected. Yeah. So the only surprise is just not knowing what it is. Right. But I'm not taken off guard because I know that it's always something that can happen. Right, yeah. So you just have to be prepared for it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. I agree, but it is, at the same time, like if you don't know what you're preparing for, you know there's going to be a setback, but you don't know what well, it's Well, if you're be. preparing for success, then the setback is just what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, you always got a plan for yours. You already got a success plan. Right. So you just got to figure out how to get back on plan. Right, yeah. And I think that sometimes that that's what we don't do enough of is don't plan. You can only go by so much 
by your gut, by your intuition. Mm-hmm. But you need to write those things down and you need to kind of log your journey. Right, yeah. And put some timelines and some benchmarks on it. Because a plan is really, when you operate without a plan, you don't have a direction. Yeah. So when you deal with these unexpected things or these pitfalls, how you get back on direction yeah. if you don't have a plan of action? Yeah. Uh, listen, so my thing is this, like my last question, um, and you, I mean, you pretty much touched on throughout the whole interview, but if you can use like all the knowledge that you've gained um, along your journey to influence anybody to like keep going and be an entrepreneur, what would you want them to take away from your journey as a whole? Patience and always keep educating yourself. Mm-hmm. Like every program every workshop, mm-hmm. whatever you do, you, you never can learn too much about how to work on your business. Yeah. You know, you, you got a vision that nobody else has right. to, for the reason why your business is open or what angle that you have in the business that allowing you to have that competitive edge. Right. But you have to be able to operate your business. Yeah. So you always need to be able to. So even me, I, I'm, I'm always taking a class or a program or doing some type of workshop. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. I like it. I like it. Um, I just want to thank you for giving me you and know, thank you. The, the time. And to, congratulations for all that you're doing. You dropped some big you. names prior to the people that you're interviewing for your podcast. Yeah, and I think you. the more people that allow us to get our voice out here to let us know that we're doing big things up mm-hmm. in here, the further we go. So thank you for choosing me as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Where can they find uh, uh, House of Pure Vin on, on social media? www.houseofpurevin.com House of Pure Vin. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and follow us. Follow, man. Support um, your local business. Keep the dollar black, man. You got to keep everything in your community, and that's how we're going to be able to grow and, and, and do better as a business people. Um, go check out House of Pierre Come by. they friendly, super friendly. Um, it feels like a, a social gathering. It feels like a home. It made you feel welcome. It didn't make me feel like I was needs to buy some wine so i mean if you if you're in the city if you're in detroit check it out um they got some good things over here um my name is martez i'm your host follow me on instagram martez underscore for show that's f-a-s-h-o man just keep listening keep supporting man support comes in different forms i mean if you see this you know screenshot it you know tag tag house of beer and tag me you know you don't necessarily have to monetize everything you do to support somebody you know come in check it out tag somebody on page and just uh, Let's keep grinding, supporting each other. Thank you. Thank you.